Hello and welcome to the Halloween episode of When Wrestlers Act. It's not that funny. That's my spooky um, Vincent Price laugh. Oh, is it? Oh, right, sorry. I just thought, you, I just thought you found it hilarious that we were doing a Halloween episode. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm John Cronshaw, joined by Colin Cox to review an episode of Charmed. It's uh, Series 3, Episode 12. An episode called Wrestling with Demons. I love how all the things that we review that have got wrestlers in um, are often got the word wrestling in. Like that episode of um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, for instance. What, the Honey, I'm Wrestling with a Problem? And the Chief. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it helps. <laughs> it helps us to find them. It does. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and not have the problem that we've had with Sabrina. Yeah, because they, they were like random names, weren't they? <laughs> so, yeah, like Salem's Daughter. Yes. What, what's that got to do with wrestling, <laughs> I hear you ask? Yeah, so, yeah, this is a Halloween episode, so it's got a bit of a spooky theme. Charmed, if you've never watched it before, which I haven't, is about witches, and they seem to hunt demons. But, sorry, vanquish demons. Vanquish demons. Yes, yeah, they use the word vanquish a, a lot. lot. <laughs> so... What did you think, Colin? It's the first time we've ever watched Charmed. Is it the first time you've ever seen it? It's the first time I've ever seen Charmed. It. I, I was certainly charmed by those lovely young ladies in this show. I it, thought the whole thing was completely charmless, though. Oh, right. So you're you're going that direction. Yeah. That's... The ladies were lovely, though. Yeah. I mean, they're all... I, I'm 35, and they were all blatantly about 30, even though they were <laughs> supposed to be about... 18, so it's all right for me to say pervy things about them. Yep. The episode opens up, and we've got Mr. Chang. Yes. Who's Mr. Chang? Some guy. Some bloke. Yeah, some random bloke who I think is established that he's just some bloke. He's an innocent. Yeah. So um, he, he's he been hunted, I think, by a demon. Yep. And someone tries to kill him. Yeah, um... One of um, one of the three generic witches had a premonition that he was to be killed, and so the police person got him in as um, protective custody sort of thing. And Mr. Chang declined this. What happened to Mr. Chang? Um, I think he eventually chose to go into protective custody because um, there was another attempt on his life that was quite clear. Yeah. So and then the police person was there. Uh, I don't know. I and then tried. what? I think the police person held him down and then he rang off. And then what? And then what happened to Mr. Chang? Where's Mr. Chang at the end of this episode? Yes. It doesn't get resolved. Yay! Uh. Plot hole alert. Yeah. So we don't know what happens to Mr. Chang. Nor do we care. Yeah. He's just he's basically a red shirt, isn't he? Yes. But, yeah. So we've got the theme music to discuss. Oh yeah. So it it cuts to the credits and. The theme music is How Soon Is Now by The Smiths, only performed by some generic American rock band. It was bloody terrible. And I love that song, but I didn't love that version. You're a fan of The Smiths, aren't you, Colin? I am, I just, um, if a song has, it's not got Morrissey in it. Ah. Fucking Morrissey. <laughs> What's Do wrong you... with Morrissey? Um, shall I get volume one or volume two out? <laughs> It'll be quicker to say what's right with Morrissey. He's a good lyricist. No, he's not. Oh. All right. He, um, he... Come on, frankly, Mr Shankly, 
since you asked, you are a flatulent <laughs> pain in the ass. <laughs> Come on. That's a great lyric. Uh, look, the guy is just the cunt of the highest order. <laughs> Gosh, Colin, bringing down the... Uh, this is meant to be a spooky Halloween episode, not a... Not a Let's Slag Off Morrissey episode. Oh, can we do a Let's Slag Off Morrissey episode then? <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for our Let's Slag Off Morrissey special. But, oh, not this one. Let's not get them... We don't want to confuse the listeners, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Both the listeners. Um, Still two more than Raw gets. <laughs> You're going to continue that one, are Of you? course I am. Yay. Until they have an upturn in their fortunes. I'll say it's two more than Smackdown gets. Yeah. Um, me pouring the tea. Shall we use this as our um, sponsorship thing? Yeah. It's um, spooky tea Yeah. for the Halloween episode. Yeah, spooky Yorkshire tea. Spooky Yorkshire tea. It's so, it tastes so good, it's spooky. <laughs> Is that a good spooky there? God, it's uh, as good as mine. Yeah. I don't particularly like Halloween. Will you, will you be doing Halloween in the Cronshaw household with your little person? Uh, yes. No, dear. Actually, not, not here, because I'm gonna. Be, we'll be at his nan's. Oh so. well, that, that's good. Then yeah. you'd have to decorate your house. Exactly. So Bonus. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. So um, I think it's Rose McGowan, her character called Piper. Is that <sighs> is that correct? And I thought Colin was a stupid name. Colin is a stupid name, but so is Piper. Why not both? <laughs> you, you know, they don't have to be uh, mutually. Exclusive. All right. Well, Colin is out of ten and eight. Piper's. Got to be a nine. Yeah. Actually, I think given the names of children these days, Colin's probably about a six. I like to think she was named after Roddy Piper, so... So, another wrestling tie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So, that's, that's good, yeah. So, we can watch any other episode of Charmed and review it then. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No. So, uh, where were we? The start of the... Oh, yeah, the very start of the episode. We're probably about 15 minutes in already with the uh, talking, but... Um, yeah, there's a, a what is it? Piper realizes that she used to date the demon that of, she spotted. Of course, she did. Yeah, just coincidence. But it was the captain of the football team, a lad called Tom Peters. That's such a manly name, isn't it? it? <laughs> Tom Peters. You yeah. can imagine him wrestling. I can imagine him building things yes. and. I don't know. I'm sure he's got his own tool belt. Yes. And, and yeah. A spirit level in a sheath. Yeah, yeah. And he knows how to use... He doesn't just wear it because he thinks he should because he's putting together a bit of Ikea <laughs> furniture. He probably, like, I don't know, planes wood and saws wood. And, and can put up shelves. And puts wood up and can drill wood. I don't know. Is, is that a thing? Is that what people do nowadays? Yeah. With a manly name like that, you have to. I think that's the... That's the point. Whereas the name Colin Cox just says <laughs> civil servant for life. Yeah, Colin Cox. Civil servant. So I'm a civil servant. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we get introduced to someone called Leo at this point, who I think he teleports in. Yeah. Is he like a male wizard witch man? He's a boy witch. Yeah. And um, he's going... He's very handsome. He's dashing. I would. <laughs> he's going to be marrying Piper, but he's lost the ring. <sighs> and it was Piper's mother's ring. And I think Piper's mother was killed in a tragic witch-related accident, maybe? Demon? Something, something like vanquished? Balthazar? I don't know. 
So she ends up using some sort of lost and found spell, which plays in later. Yeah. The lost and found spell keeps coming back as a as a theme to this. Mm. There's a meeting with um, Baddie Demon and uh, Boss Demon. Boss. Oh, no, no, look, this is, this is <clears throat> just a generic... That's it, it's, it's a generic lad. Mm-hmm. It's not... Because I thought, hang on, that's not the same one who tried to kill Mr Chang. Yes. Um, but it ends up that this is another another guy in a demon academy. Because what we, what we discover is that if you want to become a demon, you've essentially got to go to a training school. Yes. You get recruited by a business manager. Yeah. Called Mr. Kelman. Mr. Kelman, that was his name. Yeah, he trains you up, and then you get some chevrons on your arm. Yeah, like sergeant things. Yeah, but you get when you get your sixth chevron, that means you're a demon. You're a qualified demon. Yeah. So, and and to get your sixth one, you have to kill an innocent, which yeah. I think and just means a person who hasn't been a dick. Yeah. So, like um, Mr. Chang, for instance. Yeah, they seem to get who they're going to kill by looking at the metro section of the paper. And looking who's been doing nice things. So Mr. Chang had been like planting some gardens or something for old people. I think. That was the so. Well, a few months ago, John, um, I stopped a shoplifter in Morrison's in town, and then the woman—not a shoplifter, a bag snatcher—and then the woman who um, whose bag it was wrote a letter to the Yorkshire Post and oh. put my name in there. Oh. I'm quite scared now. <laughs> Does that mean that there's going to be some sort of trainee demon after me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, may, maybe you'll get recruited by some like vigilante group. That'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'd like to join. Yeah, get get to wear my uh, rubber Batman outfit with a <laughs> with a good excuse, not just for the bedroom. Yeah. So this lad, this random lad, is talking to Mister Kelman. Mister Kelman. Mister, you looked him up, didn't you? He, he's did. done loads of stuff. He's um, according to IMDb. He is a classically trained actor. Most notably, he played, um, well, notably to geeks, he played Hellboy. Right. Um, which is an average film. It's, it's not right. bad, yeah. Um, but he was Hellboy and, you know, I was, I was fixing to um, dislike him and then I looked down his list of credits. He's the narrator in every single Fallout game and at that point I just thought, Bugger. <laughs> you can't dislike this guy. I can't dislike that guy when he's the one who, every time I hear the words war, war never changes, I feel stirred up. Yeah. And feel like you want to go and blast some super mutants. <laughs> yes. And that was him. So how do I dislike him? Well, because he's a bastard. He's mean in this. He's Mr. Kelman. And he, he um, this random lad says, oh, you know, I couldn't kill the innocent person. He can be mean in the Fallout games as well, though. If you do bad things, he, you know, just say how much of a shit you've been at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he basically... Does he vanquish the lad? Does he... No, he sends him to hell send, in an send, elevator. Sends him to hell. Yeah. That's not like a hell in a handcart. No. But, yeah, was, he sends him to... It was, it was a elevator. A elevator, yes. Yeah, yeah. I went there. Yeah. That's good improv skills, Jim. I know. I've I've got I've got loads of loads of these improv lines prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my um, list list of spontaneous jokes that I, uh, <laughs> I, I care, carefully collate, and you know, just I've, I've had that one prepped for yeah. for a long time. So I just I just need that moment where hell and elevator come up in the same sentence and, and list bang. Of, and list of improv jokes yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, bang! Can <laughs> whack it in there. 
Yeah. Yeah, so this lad gets sent to hell, and then you think, oh, right, okay, he's a bit mean. Yeah. And then he um, he talks to Tom, Tom, Tom Peters. Tom Peters. And he's not there with his tool belt, but, you know, he's, he's there with his handsome hair and his uh, excellent jawline. Yes. The guy who plays Mr. Kelman, he's not got an excellent jawline. He's got a huge jaw. Mm. He is all jaw. Yeah. But one thing that I was wondering is, um, why is he so forgiving of Tom? Is it just because he's handsome? Yeah, I think... Well, I think because he's handsome, and I think because the first kid was just like, uh, and then his Tom's like, yeah, I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and kill this innocent. He likes his determination. It's a bit like when people get saved on The Apprentice for speaking up in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. you just need a... Um... A bit of spunk. Well. Look, John... I'm using that word with innocence. You're the one who's turning it smutty. Right. Okay. I'm bringing back the word spunk in that (laughs) sense. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can can bring back the word spunk if you'd like. Um, So if I call you, if I say you're a spunky, a spunky lad, you might want to wipe that up. (laughs) As long as there's a comma. Yeah. And then it's fine. Yeah. I mean... Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop before it descends anymore. Um, like a elevator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Colleen, you are like hell. You are on fire today. <laughs> it's the Halloween spirit. Yeah, it's the Halloween special. This is what this is what happens, Colleen. You did this. You did this. Um, so where we at? Bloody hell. So yeah. So the. You've got one of the generic witches, I think, and you might correct me on this, I think it was Prue or, or Phoebe. The only name I can remember is Piper. Oh, do all names begin with P? Actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. I think that was the gimmick. Right, OK. Yeah. So, um, so Prudence, Piper and Phoebe. Yes. I like to think that she is really called Prudence and that's well she is called Prudence but that's what her mother calls her but she's trying to be cool. Yeah, and, and Piper and... Hyperance and Phoebans. Phoebans. Yeah, yeah. So, the... Yeah, so she's there and she's pretty much crying over this lost and found spell. And is this um, where she realises that Cole didn't die? He wasn't vanquished, she let him go. She still loves him. Don't know who Cole is. No, I was wondering, who is this Cole person? I don't know. Cole Porter? Yes, She's a big fan of um, Fallout games as well. Yeah, yeah. And she Cole just... Porter. Anything goes. Yeah. One thing I've got to say about these three women, though, I don't know when else can tie it in. Everything that they say sounds sarcastic and snipey and horrible. Yeah. And they, the tone of their voice, the actual tone and pitch, you shut your eyes, you don't know which one's speaking. This is true, although one of them, the one who looks like... Because they all, they all look like in their 20s, and one of them... Well, one of them looks like she's about 30. Mm. She had a bit more kind of vocal fry going on with her voice, so it could go... Uh, uh, when she was talking. They all had that. No, but she, she, she had it the worst. Yeah. They're all dislikable. I didn't find anything to like about them. But we'll save that for later. No? That's the thing. I just... Looking at all three of them, the dynamic between them, when they speak, 
I just couldn't like any of them. No. Did you not think that their tops helped, or...? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Colin, Colin. All right, there's one of them in shiny black leggings at, at one point, and that was good. Yeah. At this point, they've used the lost and found spell. Yeah. And they found Tom. Yeah. And they've got him. Yeah, they've got him trying to um, kill his innocent. Yeah. And so they tie him up on a chair. They count his chevrons. Yeah, he's got five. So he can be saved, but if he does the next task, then he's a demon and can't be saved. So it's it's kind of like, it's, it's, you know, shit all that get off the pot, basically. I do wonder what the, um, what you earn your chevrons for. I mean, is it like McDonald's and your stars on your badge? Right. I don't know. Like, if you can do the, operate the milkshakes or do a good McFlurry. Yeah. Then you get a star. Mm. But, I mean, is it the opposite? Like, if you can... Do a bad milkshake. A, or throw dog shit at someone. Yeah. I mean, if you can hurt somebody's self-esteem, that's that's four chevrons. Right, all right. So, the lower-down ones would probably be like, can you curl up behind someone while someone else pushes them over you? And then right up to killing, <laughs> killing an innocent. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I suppose it must be something like that. But we find out later as well um, that Mr. What's-His-Face, Kilman, Kelman... Kelman, yeah. He's got lots of chevrons, so they must get quite bad after that. Yeah. So, is this the bit where... Oh, that's it. This is where it cuts to um, the talking to... What's his name? Tom Peters' his mother, Mrs. Peters. Yes. She she happens to raise, oh, you know, all these things that have been said about my boy's problems are all wrong. I blame his business manager, Mr. Kelman. <laughs> and it's like, ah, so that that's that. So he's his business manager. Business manager. Is, uh, is, that, is he the one who's in charge of his um, franchise um, handyman business? Yeah, that's it. Um, so at this point, the... One of the witches, can't remember which one, releases... They're all, they're all the same. Yeah. Which two? She releases Tom and... Are you uh, sure it wasn't which one? It was which one. Which <laughs> other. Yay! Yeah. So, um, yeah, one of the witches releases Tom. He he goes and... It's the one who likes him. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I thought she... Oh, so it must be Piper then. Right, OK. See? OK, so Piper releases him. But she's quite clever. She's put a tracking spell on him. So she can follow him. See, I'd just use a piece of string and let it, you know, just dangle out and just pull it and uh, find him that way. Could you not, like, put some paint on his shoe? And then... No, no, because after about five steps, it'll be gone. Right. But you get an idea of what direction he's going in. Yeah. yeah. Unless, unless... unless he cottons on and turns the opposite direction. Yeah. Cotton string here. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'd probably use yarn. So basically, they've released this guy onto the world who wants to kill an innocent, and they want to stop him from killing an innocent. So yeah, that makes sense. It's a bit stupid to me. What was their motivation here? They wanted to, what, take him to his demon lair? Yeah, and then track him yeah. and find the um, find Mr. Kelman and um, try and put a stop to his shenanigans. So that's what they do. They, I mean, I'm sure I'm probably missing something in the middle. I was just 
listening to them and feeling sad, feel, listen to them feeling a bit menstrual and um, confused by their continuous sarcasm. But long story short, they find his lair, all three of them. Mm. And, and yeah, and, and Piper says, oh, do, you, do you remember me from college? And she's trying desperately to kind of trigger these memories and emotions in him. And he nearly does. And the, what's his name? Mr. Cohen goes, is that humanity I smell on you? Ooh, good lying. Yeah. So, um... I mean, isn't that a bit like me saying, John, you reek of hope. You you um, you um have an aroma of, um... Oh, I can't even think of an abstract concept now. Cool. But That's good then. You you have an aroma of some abstract concept. Yeah. You reek of it actually, Joe. <laughs> so the so while while these witches have followed Tom, there's all this stuff about the lost and found spell going a bit haywire. So there's lots of things that turn up that haven't been there for years. Like a dog called Rasputin, who'd been lost for seven years, he just suddenly turned up. All the pencils that had ever been lost suddenly turned up. And the ring. And the ring, yay! So. Rasputin was adorable, though. Yeah. That made the episode a bit better. <laughs> um, the Tom character, he says, you know, you've got two choices. You either vanquish me or I kill you. So that's that's what he says to the witches then. That seems an easy enough choice. Yeah, and um, this Tom guy, he's he's promising Mister Kelman um, that he can bring him witches, but that's not good enough. He wants he wants an innocent. Yeah, but what does he want with the witches? Yeah, but then well, witches pose a threat. Yeah, but then this this is where it I think it kind of unravels itself because then Tom gets put essentially through a a test. Yeah. And it's to have a wrestling match. Yeah. Against Buff Bagwell. Which shows that us watching this tripe of an episode wasn't a waste of time. So there was some random, again, another random kid wrestling Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell wrestles in for a bit and then he gets dragged to hell. Yeah. And it's a bit like, you know, in um, WWE when the ring opens up and Kane, Kane's victims get sucked into the ring. Yes. It's basically like that. Like, That's how um, bad it is. Like when um, he tried to get Brie Bella, but Daniel Bryan saved her. Yeah, yeah. And then she had about another 27 face and heel turns that week. Yeah. So the um, so they have a rest for a bit. And he, yeah. Hang on, where were we? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's right. So that guy is sucked to hell. And then Tom goes into the ring. And then who, the... who was that guy? Was he just a guy? Yeah, he was just another guy. Why, yeah. why was he put through it? Because he, 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 I don't know, I think it's to show that there's lots of people who want to be demons and uh, they just get rid of them if they don't meet the cut. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so Tom's in the ring then. Bit like NXT. Yeah. And the witches turn up and they make a deal with Mr. Kelman. They say, um, we'll wrestle Buff Bagwell, but you've got to um, let Tom go if we win. If... You win, then you can have us three and Tom. And he's like, four, four for one, I like those odds. And he goes, but ha, 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 ha. And this is where he brings out Scott Steiner and Booker T. 
Yes. Scott, Scott Steiner looking jacked up to the girls. <laughs> Coming out doing one of his random incoherent promos. <laughs> it's brilliant. That, that was the highlight for me, to be honest. And then um, the one of the ladies, I think Piper, gets in the ring, starts wrestling the both of them together, doing crazy stuff. Yeah. She didn't dress up in spandex or jelly or anything There's like no that. no jelly, no oil. Yeah. I mean, they could have at least had baby oil. Yeah. Like, I mean, the men had baby oil. Where's the, um, where's the equality there? Yeah, very disappointing. Missed opportunity, but what can you do? And the wrestling in it, did you ever play the WWE All-Stars game, I think it was called, on the Xbox? Yeah, it was great. That was just like... It was like an arcade game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really over-the-top, kind of massive bumps and stupid yeah. 20-foot jumps and whatever. Oh, I loved it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, short shelf life. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. You play it for one or two nights, have a few drinks, play it some more, and then... yeah. It's in your drawer and that's that. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was all right. Um, so they have this wrestle, and then go on. You can explain the you can explain the booking of the match if you want, Colin. The booking. Well, <laughs> Piper was outside, and then Mister Kelman decided to get all heel with her, and um, he threw a spiky ball into her back, so she keeled over, looking a bit unwell, and then. The um, ladies were wrestling um, Booker T and um, Bagwell and what? There were three wrestlers and one of them disappeared. I've missed one there, but Steiner Steiner disappeared. Did he go down the swangy like his career? Know. I don't know. But um, yeah, they um, the wrestlers do vertical suplexes on the ladies and stuff like that, and then they nearly drag them to hell, but. That doesn't happen. They kick out. There's some clotheslines, and then um, the women do those things where you, that Shawn Michaels does, where you spring to your feet and then knock them over and cover them, and then the whole ground opens up and they go to hell, just like WCW. Yeah. And that's that. They win, and then all the other demons run away, apart from um, Mr. Kelman, who's looking defiant, uh, who just walks off. Mm. Because he he, even though he agreed he's a baddie, so he didn't really agree. Yeah, hence um, the shenanigans with the spiky ball. Yeah. So next we get, I suppose, the uh, final scene of the episode with um, Tom at his mother's house. Yeah. Well, his mother is met by um, Detective Inspector <clears throat> Blah Blah, yeah. who is the one who seems to indulge the witches. Yeah, he gets it. He gets them. Yeah, he mentions things like premonitions as if it's you know perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, which um, you know it isn't. Yeah. Uh, so but that's the thing. He he gets them, John. Yeah, he gets them. Cool. Well, um, yeah. So basically, this Tom guy, he's all set. He's gonna he's gonna kill the innocent. Yeah. You know who's gonna kill? He's gonna kill his mom. And Piper pipes up hey. <laughs> and says, look, it's your mother, look into those eyes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he does actually go to kill her, but the spiky ball stops about this short of going into her neck. There's a bit of a, um, one of those strained things when he's not sure what to do and just, oh, 
I'm so conflicted. He was conflicted. Yes. There was conflict. There was conflict. But, yeah, he turns the ball around and sends it to Mr. Kelman's neck, who sort of vanishes, and then there's a few flying souls. Yeah. And um, they do some sort of generic um, rhyming spell, and the souls disappear, and yeah. everyone's happy. So that was good. And there's a heart-to-heart at the end of the episode. This is this is like the bitchiest heart-to-heart I think I've ever seen. I know, it was horrible. Yeah. It's like one of them was kind of really apologising for, um, you know, that this Cole guy, whoever he is, is back and or not vanquished, you know, because she loves him. It's like, yeah, but he like he still puts at risk. It's like, yeah, but have you never been in love? Didn't you do that with Tom? Yeah, but I don't know if I can trust you anymore. It's like, for God's sake, just she's apologising. She's apologising. She's um, admitting she's wrong. She wants to make things right. No. I mean, that sums up these women, though. The whole tone of them. I said it earlier. Everything they said just sounds sarcastic and horrible and snipey and bitchy. And the women were just completely charmless. Yeah. Apart from their nice arses. (laughs) (laughs) They just had zero personality. No, they didn't have zero personality. They had negative personalities. Right. They were just unpleasant women. I could not sympathise with them in any way. So, that was charmed. It was bad, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Are we, are we, are we Bristol still charting? Is, there, is it on the charts? Yeah, it gets a five. It's, it's mushy, it's shitty, but, you know, you don't have to see a doctor about it. You can just <laughs> get it out of your system and um, have a sit down. Yeah. Wait for your anus to cool down and stop stinging and, you know, you'll be all right after a few hours. Mm. You know, it does have that bit with the wrestling where it goes... That was good. The music was good. We should have spoke more about the music, actually, because... There's lots of plinky piano music as well. Yeah, the the music actually really reminded me of the room, like <laughs> throughout. And then there was the, you know, when the action's going and it's rocking out. Yes. And there was like widdly guitar solos oh. to represent the wrestlers. And was it. Tommy Wiseau ever in there? Any wrestling? <laughs> God. So yeah, charmed. I agree. I'm on, I'm I'm with you on the five. The um, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. It, do it, it doesn't me. get a seven. It didn't feel forced, yeah, but it did feel badly put together. <laughs> it it felt like um, you've had a night on um, some heavy booze sort of shit rather than bad food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know you've got a hangover. It's coming out your system. Some hard, some soft, and you you just want to get that out your system as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's that. See, I, I worry, there's a bit of me that worries that I, I was a bit too lenient on this, viewing it as I was through uh, Rose McGowan Tinted Spectacles. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, she's an attractive young lady, and I think that I was probably a lot more tolerant of You realise that she's probably older than you. So? And she was, she's probably older than you then and... Now it doesn't matter. She was still an attractive <laughs> young lady. She was still an attractive middle-aged lady. 
Yeah. So yeah, I. I um... You concur with the five, or are you going six? No, I think it definitely it... wasn't a seven. Yeah, no, it wasn't a seven. Um, no, I think I, I I go with five, but I do I do think I, I was just kind of a bit maybe maybe slightly lenient on watching it. Just yeah. See, you got Ron Perlman, the Fallout and Hellboy man, who you know, damn you, <laughs> that's you want to dislike him, and then. You see his stupid, huge jaw. <laughs> see, I thought in Hellboy that jaw was like a plastic <laughs> thing. No, no, no. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like, the poor bugger. Yeah. It's like you think, God, that must have been 15 hours in makeup. Yeah. It's like, nope. He's, been in, he's done tons of voiceover work for other computer games as well. I think mm. he was in um, things like Fable and stuff like that. Okay. I doubt he, I doubt he was in Fable, to be honest, because that's all like English. Stephen Fry and people like that are in Fable. He's a classically trained actor, John. All oh, right, so he could he could do a do an Englishman, probably. Yeah. Well, he, anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. So I hope how our two listeners have a happy Halloween. Yay! Happy Halloween! I think. Yeah. Trick yeah. or treat and all that. Go and go and knock on some doors and ask for some sweets. That's candy, okay. candy. They're Americans. Not everyone. Yeah, that's true. There is a. <laughs> a few more countries out there, Colin. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, apparently, we've got quite a quite a lot of listeners in in Dutchland, wherever that is. Somewhere near Germany, isn't it? I think it? it's near the Netherlands. Possibly, so, yeah. It's the German um, Dutch border, right? Kind of near Holland. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Right, so. As you know by now, we're on the Twitter, at WWA Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com, slash WWA Podcast. Follow us, like us, and all that stuff. Share the links. And um, we'll speak to you next time. For our next episode, we've we've got something special, actually. It's our most requested show, uh, most requested film. They Live, starring Radio Roddy Piper. It's actually being shown at the Leeds International Film Festival as part of a uh, John Carpenter retrospective, so we're going to go watch it live at the cinema and then do a podcast after it. So it's going to be a lot of fun, going to be a bit different, but hopefully it'll be, be a good one. Yes, I mean, um, we might want to let the gin leave our systems before we review it. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, that'll be coming out next Sunday, I think. So, what's that, November 7th, something like that. November 8th, there we go. Yeah, yeah the, the viewing is something like the 6th. Yeah, very late at night. Very... Way, way past my bedtime, let me tell you. So, um, yeah, that what, should be fun. Half eight? Yeah, exactly. Right, so uh, yeah, until next time. Ha 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 ha. I can't do any more. We'll just insert the Vincent Price laughter from um, you're from the thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just have like a creaky door or something. Like that. Yeah, and like some kind of zombie chain shaking noise. I don't know. Yeah, Halloween sound effects. Imagine I've edited them in. That's a teapot. (laughs) (laughs) A haunted teapot. It was the lid was going up and down because a spirit was trying to get out. Yeah, that was it. The yeah. haunted teapot. Wasn't a very good spirit. It decided it's nice and warm in there. <laughs> so yeah, bye then. Bye. <laughs>